Hello and welcome back to our collaboration podcast with Hero Collector. I'm Brandon, your host for the show, as well as the executive producer and host of Ship Talking Podcast. And I'm joined once again by Ben Robinson and John Ainsworth from Hero Collector. Gents, how are you both doing? Good. Very well, thank you. Good. I'm so glad to have you both back. I know, Ben, you've been joining us on each episode so far. But John, I know you might be swapping in and out with Fabio, maybe some other guests. But uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have you both. As a quick reminder for our listeners, Ben leads up the Trek Ships Collection project at Hero Collector and is also a co-author and co-editor of the Accompany Magazines. And John is the development manager. And today's episode is all about the Romulan Bird of Prey that showed up during season one of Picard. So we're going to dive deeper into her design in just a minute. Um, but I thought we'd first, as usual, start off with what you each contributed specifically for this ship. John, I'm going to have you uh, take the hot seat first. Do you remember, you know, working on this ship and anything specific around getting her ready for, uh, uh, you know, her model debut and showing up in our hands? Uh, yes, I do remember working on it. Um, I was quite excited to be working on it because being old enough to remember watching the original series. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, Ben might correct me here, but I think the Bird of Prey was one of the first uh, it is indeed the first ship yeah. um, that we see. Well, the Fusarius, I guess, actually. Yeah. The Fusarius is the first one called My Maneuver. It's a thing about the broadcast order. But yes, it's it's the first major alien ship that we see. Yeah, I've got great memories of seeing it up on screen, too. Really cool. Um, and uh, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised to see its return because, obviously, this ship was from the 2260s. Um, and we knew, based on Picard, it's obviously been in service for more than 100 years, although this was kind of a private, what they were calling antique starship owed by of course Kar Kantar um, but it was really cool to see and of course the updates and and, and her design but um, Ben what about yourself anything specific related to the ship that you remember uh, working on oh there's always I mean for me I, I basically my job is to talk to Johnny um, <laughs> so there's always a chunk of that I mean it, John was very funny about this because he was saying they imagined that the, this guy had basically bought it at a kind of like a classic spaceship meet yeah that he'd gone to like a kind of uh, a place where you could buy old spaceships <laughs> with which to terrorize poor populations as if you're in the magnificent seven um and and that was the kind of backstory they had for it as to why this 130 year old ship would still be kicking around yeah and of course she had a fresh coat of paint so he must have done some touch-ups there because i'd imagine over that time it probably would have been a bit banged up uh, but i learned some new things actually from the magazine and specifically in regards to the ship insights was i didn't know that it, it could operate its weapons and it's like heavy armory while it was actually at warp so that was cool and i didn't realize that it could actually outrun la serena i i actually pictured it to probably be a bit slower but it was quite maneuverable and we actually saw that uh when it premiered on screen during picard I mean, I, I guess that Cal Cantar had given it a few upgrades. Yeah. It, it's a bit, you know, he must have been like a, a boy racer. Absolutely. Um, and shoved some new tech in there. <laughs> Something I noticed, uh, which I was particularly pleased that we were doing a model of, is actually on screen, you never really see the underside of it. Yeah. So you never see the bird design uh, on, on the underside. And of course, we've got it on the model, and it, which it, it was there. You just you never actually get to see it. So you can see it on our model. 
And famously, um, John had tried to put the bird design on the bottom of the bird of prey last time he got to redesign it. Mm. So the one that appears in Enterprise, he had wanted to put the bird of prey on the bottom and uh, had been told he couldn't by the producers. He'd been oh. very disappointed. So he was really pleased to get a chance to do it this time around. It's a really cool design. I love seeing it on there and I love that it shows up on other ships. I think it's on like the side of the Dederdex, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe not John's newest version, but I think that logo kind of makes an appearance on some of the other Romulan ships. So that was amazing to see. Um, but yeah, speaking of its design, we know that, of course, John worked on updating the model. Of course, the one we saw in TOS, um, you know, was very um, simple. Uh, simple shapes, simple lines, but now that we have high def, you know, everyone's zooming in on those details. So he did a really great job, and I love that he actually made it a bit more aggressive looking by forward sweeping the wings and also some of those lines that are actually on the detail that we actually see on the hull. There's a, a really interesting thing now that they are very determined to be as true to the original series designs as they can be. Mm-hmm. You know, for a long time it was like, oh, we better make it look a bit more modern, a bit cooler. Um, mm-hmm. Now the attitude is much more, oh no, we want it to be as much like that as we can be. So John had already got to redesign the Enterprise, you know, for um, season two of Discovery. Right. Um, and well, actually season one, I guess, at the end. And now he gets to redesign the 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 bird of prey as well so he's gradually working his way through all the uh, original <laughs> series ships he, he missed the d7 that that well that fell to scott but uh scott yeah. and to ryan but uh yeah uh, i know john worked on uh, he was very keen to get the scale of the, uh, the bird of prey mm-hmm. uh, correct and authentic and, and and compared it to the enterprise mm-hmm. and side by side to sort of show how they uh, uh how they compare to each other yeah it's so much bigger than you'd think as well yeah i always i mean at least for me it is yeah in the magazine there's john sketches which show what it looks like next to the enterprise and i actually didn't picture it to be that big especially since we saw la serena and we we saw the fenris ship um which we're going to talk about in the next episode spoiler alert um but yeah it was really nice to see that and i love that the magazines that come with each of the ships do this great job of giving you kind of that you know insight into the process and and looking at not just the artists doing the design but how they actually think about that design and make it you know what it's like in real life and i know he didn't just do that with the designs and and the scale but also the paint job so i know he talked about that you know they're looking at old world war ii seaplanes where there was kind of wavy lights um you know maybe like a light blue on the bottom and a darker blue on the top and he did the same thing but in gray for this ship uh well getting those grays right was actually the trickiest part of of doing this particular model we had Ah. quite a lot of back and forth of getting the uh, the darker gray and the lighter gray to be sort of correct and not too extreme mm-hmm. you know, because obviously we're trying to match what you see on screen sure uh, so there was quite a bit of back and forth on that but I, th- I think we got it quite right you know quite close in the end yeah and i know something that you have to look at with these models too and make decisions on and the color is you know you want it to be as close to on screen but we know that some of those cg models without the lighting they have a very different different look you know when it comes down to actually you know what's around them and such and i know they had that same exact problem of course when they had physical models right like the paint job that you saw on the enterprise on the on the studio model was completely different to what you saw on screen so that's a little good behind the scenes note and uh, speaking of behind the scenes any insights either of you might be able to share you know into the process of you know getting the model ready or any other you know behind the scenes fun that we should let listeners know know about I think the biggest thing is we did have this disagreement about um, the shades of grey, ah. as, as John was saying. So when you look at it, you're like, 
is that a different color or is that a shadow mm. and it's sometimes it's really difficult to know um you know it's not not obvious um as then you're then pulling up like these tiny like can you get one frame and you're like oh is that <laughs> is that a different color is that the same color um so yeah that that was probably the, the biggest thing unless you remember something else john no that was definitely my uh, <laughs> dominant memory of it um I mean, I think everything else. Uh, I mean, the the, the 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 green bits of the warp engines. Uh, oh. we, we, we hoped we would be able to get because sometimes we try and replace the glowing bits with sort of clear plastic or coloured plastic. Right. Um, but unfortunately, I think they were too small on this first to be able to do that, so they had to be painted in the end. Right. But, uh, but I still think they look good. You know? yeah, it's yeah. appropriate to its original series origins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. One of the cool things I read about in the magazine as, and I don't want to give spoilers for the entire magazine because you pick it up and read it, but one of the cool things I learned about was that the original script or an early script of sorts for Picard talked about La Serena maybe flying out of a hatch that was on the Bird of Prey. Can you actually see that hatch on the model? It kind of there. It's hmm. a panel line. So it actually got, um, it got kind of, simplified so there's a piece of concept art that you where you can see that's what it does um but by the time they actually finished the model it had kind of just been closed up so it's a panel line (laughs) but if you know that's what it was originally then you can you can see it fair enough well very cool love the ship love the model you folks of course did an amazing job as always hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode do make sure to pick up the model so you can check out the magazine as well that comes along with it which includes all those sketches and designs we were talking about of course stay tuned for more episodes we'll be diving into ships from discovery picard and of course the upcoming show strange new worlds so keep an eye out for those we already let you know as a teaser the next ship is going to be seven of nines fenris ranger which of course appears during season one of Picard. And uh, before we head out, let's do a quick uh, reminder where everyone can get in touch with Hero Collector and, of course, pick up the models. John, can you remind everyone where they can purchase or subscribe to the Star Trek Universe collection? Yeah, you can go to www.herocollector.com forward slash Star Trek Universe. Perfect. And I know they can be picked up either individually or, of course, part of the Star Trek Universe subscription. And Ben, love seeing all the posts up on social media. I I love your ship of the week that gets posted on Instagram. Uh, That's kind of my go-to. I'm always looking to see what's going to be there. Uh, But give a reminder of everyone where they can get in touch with Hero Collector on social media. So we're mostly on um, Facebook, Twitter, and increasingly on Instagram, which is where those ships of the week appear. Um, And if you just search for Hero Collector, you should be able to find us, no trouble. Um, Yeah, particularly keen for people to give us a look on Instagram because we've been putting a bit of effort into that. Perfect. Please do. And of course, Ship Talking Pod. You can get all the information at shiptalkingpod.com. We're on Twitter as well. And do give us a follow there because, of course, with every episode that comes out for this collaboration podcast, we launch a giveaway of the model on Twitter. So keep an eye out. That's available for everyone um, and every model going forward. And of course, Ship Talking Pod is on Patreon. In return for your support, which makes everything we do possible, we're going to give special benefits, including expanded episodes of our main pod, the ability to chat in discord with some of the guests that join us and special patron only giveaways don't miss out head to shiptalkingpod.com slash patreon for the details ben john thanks as always for joining thanks to our listeners and we will catch you on the flip side of our next episode goodbye bye bye